All right. Happy Motivational Monday. We are here with my beautiful mother, Lynn Fleming, and I'm excited to have you on here. It's just so perfect with it being Mother's Day yesterday, and now Motivational Monday. You're someone that has motivated me pretty much my entire life, and uh, all the things that you've taught me from just diligence to doing the things you don't want to do, but getting them done anyway with a good attitude, with a smile on your face, and then just encouraging others along the way. So, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm glad <laughs> you, you saw my teeth that I tighten up as a smile. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the trick? Was that the trick? I always thought it was a smile, but it was no, actually that. it wasn't. It was a smile. It was a joy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of that, there were a lot of things throughout your life you probably didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. What gave you the strength and encouragement to just grit and bear it and just go for it? Are you just anything that I've had to go yeah. to do? Um, I think for me, the biggest thing, and it's something that I know I'm not done doing yet, is moving. <laughs> <laughs> How many moves have you all have you had, you and Dad? I'm thinking um, we need to stop. We need to stop. Beautiful morning. What's up, buddy? Oh, we're just gonna record this for a minute. I think Mike's in the house. Are you in the? Yeah. You're good. <laughs> we'll see you in a bit, buddy. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's it's there. Yep. That's it. Oh, good morning. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, we can I think we're good. I can cut it. I can edit it. Yeah. So yeah, just keep rolling. Um, yeah. No, for me, it's been all the movings, and I would say, let's see. I don't know, Beeb. I can't count how many times we've moved. But They've moved a, a lot. Basically, yeah. ever since I left, y'all have been moving nonstop. Well, we, oh, shoot, poor little Andrew didn't have a home for his first year. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we've moved. That was before me. You settled us. So wow. That's, yeah. I settled them. Well, did. I think you had to with me. I, <laughs> I did. I had to keep still somewhere along the way because you were on the move all the time. Yeah. But um, the, the biggest move that really got me was moving from um, Knoxville to Oklahoma and um because everything was changing mom was going back to richmond yeah andy was going actually andy poor little thing he was going back to knoxville from florida to go to ut yeah you were heading out to woodward <laughs> i know andrew had finally get, left I and then he wanted to come back, back home and, and then the y'all left him <laughs> i was going to woodward yep yep and um, fortunately, I had just finished a Bible study, um, Beth Moore, on patriarchs. And we were, had studied Abraham. And God said, y you have to go west. Well, right. I just sort of clung to that because I was going west. <laughs> um, and I, I didn't want to be uh, Lot's wife, but I kind of was because I looked in the rearview mirror and was crying. But fortunately, I didn't disappear. So... <laughs> I'm still here, um, but God had great things for me, and I got out there to Oklahoma. We were there for about two years, and 
I cried going there. I cried when I left because I grew so much there and developed friendships and things. So even though I didn't want to go, he made it wonderful for me while I was there. It was a good time of reflection and all kinds of things for me there. So what in your head gets it from the I don't want to go to, well, I'm going, I might as well embrace it and make the most of it? Because you've done an incredible job with that. Well, it, it's not about me. Mm. Um, it, it was the opportunity that your dad had um, to help, you know, continue to support us as a family. Um, and I knew that, you know, I, my, my, my job is to be my husband's support mm -hmm. person. And um, so whatever he needed, I was going to be there to back him up. Right. Um, and just like he's there for me when I need him. But, um, yeah, so for our family, you know, I, I was the one who stayed home. But even though I stayed home, I did a lot in the lot there. <laughs> I mean, it's enough just yeah. keeping up with me. That's, yeah. that's for sure. And your dad. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, no, I just... I just knew that, that that was my role to be his supporter and go where he felt led to go himself. So right. I just was going to be there for him. So That's amazing. And then also I want to talk a little bit about what you were talking the other day when we were eating. You had mentioned about the very first move you all did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just pregnant with um, our first child and... We had just built this house, and I had I had a blue room, I had a pink room, and I had was gonna have a boy and a girl, and we were gonna stay there forever. <laughs> <laughs> but God had a different plan, and it was an awesome plan. Um, but I didn't see it as that at the time. <laughs> and He moved us from Virginia, Richmond, where our family was, and my mom, and I'm like to Augusta, Georgia, and I'm just like, really? I need my mom right now, yeah. and you're taking me away. But no, I needed to lean on my husband and grow with him as we have our child. Right. And so... It's creating something new. Exactly. Yeah. And so it was good for me to tie, to cut those cords with mom and, and learn to that I could do it on my own, that I mm. can do it with my husband, and all along, God's going to be there. Right. But I didn't always have God right there in front. Yeah. I, it, and I think that's why he moved me so much, is my roots had to be transplanted so they could grow. And wow. in doing that, I have grown very close to him, and over the years, my, my relationship has gone from more this way to this way, to this way, and now I'm like that with him. Right. So it, it's been good. Mm -hmm. so. Not leaning on people as your source. Right, leaning on him. Leaning on him as your main source. Exactly. Yeah. He is my go-to guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which is hard, especially coming from where we came from and just the culture in the South, which is so just family. Mm -hmm. And I think the important thing that you touched on was talking about Lot's wife was when you left, you you might have looked back but you didn't stay back she was trying to stay, stay back. back right right and in that time when y'all moved to augusta that was the opportunity if y'all would have stayed 
if you would have been able, you could, which you could have easily right. convinced Mike to stay, hey, I want to be near family, I want to be near this, you wouldn't have necessarily physically died, but maybe spiritually your emotions and your dreams and the legacy God had for you wouldn't have been able to come into fruition mm-hmm. because it was a type of settlement. Exactly. Rather than embracing that journey of, well, I have no idea anyone in Augusta. <laughs> I have no idea what the heck I'm going to do. We're about to have our first child. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a very shy person until I get to know you and then just look out. Yeah, um, thanks for that. That's one of the things I got <laughs> from her. But I think it's a strength others. to a degree because it, it teaches is. you to be quiet initially and not put on a front. It's rather get an awareness of the environment you're in mm-hmm. and, and then you come into that environment giving exactly what that environment needs. Right. And Whereas I, if you come gung-ho, which dad does all the time, and then wonders why certain <laughs> things, God bless him, we love you, dad. Yes, we <laughs> No, do. but then you wonder why, why are things not always congruent and lined up, but I think there's a strength in that, and I don't think it's necessarily a shyness. That was my no, thing. It's not yeah. that you're shy, it's that you're... I meditate. You meditate in that moment of meeting new people. And I get that a lot, actually, too. I might look all crazy and woo, <laughs> wild on, on that. But, like, when you first get to know me or introduce to me, I'm very calm. And probably not that I'm something that I'm not and I'm trying to put on a front for a TV or a camera mm-hmm. or anything. But it's that I want to be able to give exactly what they need in that moment. Right. You're studying. And so I think you, yeah. sometimes when I'm looking at somebody or something, it's like, I'm studying who they are. Yeah. I'm not, and sometimes I think people think I'm judging, but right. I'm not. It's not I, a judgment it's, thing. It's learning who the person is so that you can take care of what they need. Right. And if you don't learn who the person is, you can't meet the need that they're searching for at that time. Right. Um, and that was something I loved when you guys were, we, we lived in Knoxville, is y'all's friends coming over. <laughs> oh, that's my, that's what I think, even more than family, I miss those kids coming through that door, hey Well, they man? became family. They did. They did, they, they truly were, they, did. And to this day, they're still, they're right here in my heart. I just, I love them and um, I miss them. And I, that, that's another reason why I got myself on Facebook, just so I could see what these <laughs> kids are doing and watching them grow and seeing them with their families. It's just an awesome thing. I just, I just love that. So um, I thank you and Andrew very much for bringing those <laughs> friends through the door. Yeah. I, I really do. So um, yeah, that, that was, that's wonderful. But you do, you have to meet people don't judge them learn them meet them where they're at exactly so that you can be whatever it is they need at that time and i know we've had many family discussions and i'm the one that's just sitting there right but i'm looking at each person and listening and it's i don't say a whole lot but i'm thinking a whole lot and i'm asking god what how do i reach this person how do i how am i able to engage this conversation Mm -hmm. without offending or hurting or whatever right but yeah in the best way that leads to their breakthrough Mm -hmm. which sometimes Mm -hmm. they might get a little hurt but that's the beauty in it is like the truth might hurt but the lie is going to kill you exactly and so if you have enough people and unfortunately i think in the world as a culture there's enough people tolerating certain behaviors Mm -hmm. and just kind of uh, allowing it to take place rather than being like 
hey, what's going on? Like, what's causing you to do this right now? Because you're only hurting at the root of it yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when you said tolerate, people think I tolerate a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not tolerating whatever's happening, and I'm not saying anything at that time. I'm trying to figure out, okay, you're doing something I'm not approving of right now or saying something. How? And then I walk away, but I'm talking to God and asking him, okay, Father, how, how, can, how can I say exactly how I'm feeling and get my point across so that they hear it? Right. Not just listen, mm-hmm. but actually, well, listen, not hear it, but... And, and, and understand where I'm coming from. Right. Um, so that that's a hard balance, but it's something that you have to do with people, I think. Absolutely, but you just hit on the key word, and that's balance. And there's definitely those times that I'm sure you've experienced it where people just don't want to hear it. No, And they unfortunately, don't. the best thing that you can do in that situation, and I've been there with some of my friends or even with my brother for a time, mm-hmm. you just have to let them do their thing. And just let him go because at that point, because you didn't tolerate it, because you, it's not that you weren't there, but that you allowed them to step far enough away to see, shoot, I'm not only hurting them, I'm actually hurting myself and that hurts them. Mm -hmm. That then they get the awareness to come back to you. Yes. And look for those open arms and look for that forgiveness. And Mm -hmm. as believers, that's what we're always there to do. Exactly. And I do want to get a little more real because there was a time, again, that you kind of witnessed that firsthand at a young age. Mm Mm-hmm. I did. And that can cause some just emotional trauma, but also just some, like, confusion when it comes to religiosity and religion which I hate that word because that's not what it is it's all about the relationship but the church as a whole has kind of just been set itself up back to these laws and stuff when Jesus really came to just remove the law and reinstate us the law is there to locate us to where we're at Mm -hmm. and where we're not and he was the only one that could fulfill that. But when you were younger, what was kind of that scenario like? Just seeing people maybe speaking one way and hearing something, but not living that out. Um, well, like you said, I was young. I was just 10. And um, my brother, who was eight years older than me, he, he and his girlfriend, they had a baby early. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing what... I didn't quite understand everything that my parents were going through, but yet I could see the hurt mm-hmm. because their friends who were from church there just left them. Yeah. Um, I think there were maybe one or two that hung around and, and were a support for mom and dad. Um, and, and, and even myself, when I would go to school, I, I, I'm getting some weird comments and they they would hurt and I would just come it would be all I could do to get home and come through the door (laughs) and I just let it out and cried and my mom just held me yeah um and but because to me I was like for me I'm looking at her and thinking she she took my brother away you know these are things that a little 10 year old's thinking um but at the same time I got the best friend of my life through Johnny, their son, and to this day, he's like my little brother. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and I wouldn't trade that for the world, but as I got older and realized, you know what, 
they're both they were both human at that age right it took it it it, it wasn't any one person's fault right it happened uh, we have a wonderful gift yeah and there's no resentment and it there never had been and i have no no hard feelings towards anyone in mm. the situation and mom i think took a while because i think she you always you feel like you let your child down right when but she learned to forgive that too mm. and that that was hard for her to forgive herself forgive herself wow you know but she did and you know but like i said it it all it took time to grow mm -hmm. and learn and as you get as I got deeper in my faith, I learned how to do that forgiveness. Mm -hmm. um, not, and I, I really didn't have much resentment at all. It right. Because I was little. I yeah. had to grow There was just a learn. lot of confusion around yeah. it more than anything. Exactly. You're like, wait, you guys are supposed to love people, but you're kind of shunning them at this exactly. point. Exactly. And it's like. And, and I just didn't like, I, I hated seeing my parents hurt like that right um, from people they trusted, trusted. right because yeah, I knew what they were like I was like uh, um they they've been wonderful they were very very supportive and um they've been and it's not that they great. didn't you know they like you love the Lord you love people but we're all human and we all make mistakes, mistakes. let's have grace for but each I think other that whole situation has taught me that with everybody that we've come in contact yeah. with i've learned don't don't be judgy on them don't make them feel bad because they've made a mistake cause right no matter who yeah no matter who comes in your is. door you're gonna love them exactly. to death and just give them everything exactly yeah and um like i said like with your 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 friends that come through the door it's like i just want to give them a big hug and send them on their way after I figure out what's going on. <laughs> Absolutely, because I mean, what we have, and I'm, I'm learning not to take it for granted, though I know I did so many times as a kid, but what we have as a family is very rare right now. It's yeah. over half of marriages end up in divorce right now in, in the world. And for us to have a family that's so close is rare. Mm -hmm. To be yes. able to be taught and seen a mom and dad who love each other, a mom and dad who have supported myself and my brother to truly go for the world, like to go for yeah. their dreams, no matter how crazy they were. And I want to hit on that a little bit and then kind of bring back into some of this stuff. But like, even as a kid, we grew up in the South where we're in Carlsbad right now. No, but we're in Carlsbad right now. We've been walking down to the beach and stuff. How many skateboards have you seen? Countless. Yeah. Where I grew up, how many would you see ever? One. <laughs> yeah, that's my point exactly. Like, I didn't even know what a skateboard was till my brother had the video game. Yeah. And our neighbor had a board that he gave me. But just wanting to do something that was so counterculture mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah. Like, I love the idea of being an athlete. Mm-hmm. To yes. the point of, I want to look exactly like the the guy on TV, like, oh, I need those shoes. I need that jersey. I need those pants. I remember right. in second grade, I literally wore a jersey <laughs> every day to school. Did yes. I not? Because I had this imagination in my head. I love the idea of doing something no one had ever done mm -hmm. and having your name on something yes. because of that, creating that legacy. So Jerry Rice was one of my favorites. Yes. And I just love the fact that, and I'm looking back at it now and I'm like, 
why was I so into him? And not too long ago, I watched a documentary on a plane that had no one other than Jerry Rice in it. It was Jerry Rice, Wayne Gretzky, and a couple of others. And it was just honoring them for their discipline and their resilience into becoming the greatest at what they did. Yeah. And I always had that in my heart in some way, but it wasn't until I found skateboarding that I was like, oh no, this is where it goes. Mm -hmm. This is where I'm to put this time and energy. Yes, you did. So yeah. I want you to talk a little about and tell some stories about the young, the young little beaver and some sports. <laughs> For a minute but even to the point we're in new york city and i she loves embarrassing me on this story but it's because i was all into derek jeter same thing he was one of the greatest i know greatest baseball players at all time she's a red sox fan Go big <laughs> but i just had this idea in my mind of like shoot if i can dress like him i can train like him i can be like him and that was the kind of idea and mindset that I had. Yes, and did. so I was like, all right, I need those pants. Like, we're in New yes. York. I've got the jersey. I need the pants. Yes. I can't have the pants. Well, you know. needed the pants. Yeah. I need <laughs> my Derek Jeter pants. <laughs> and it was just, I mean, in the middle of the street. Yeah. And just people are walking by and they see this little bratty kid. Bratty kid. Thanks, yes. Mom. Well, you've got the tears are coming. I know. That's because I just wanted to be like him. I, I wanted to have that know, and carry that. I was that. just sitting here listening to you name your people. Yeah. And I'm like, they were all, they've all had very good characters because you were also a Kobe Bryant fan. Right. I mean, and I'm just looking and yeah, they've made some mistakes. Right. As we all have. But for the most part, they're very upstanding yeah. people. And that's, well, the, well that here's the difference. even at that age to to gravitate towards. Yes. Yeah. Well, the thing about that is they had the willingness to, when something came up, they wouldn't try and shut the door. They'd own it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where yeah. the power lies. Yeah. We all make mistakes, but are you going to own that mistake so you can not accept it, but accept that it happened so then you can move forward. Learn from it. Learn from forward. it. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're just going to keep cursing and you're going to keep rehearsing that. And then you just get stuck in a cycle that yeah. so many people are in. And then there's so much shame. There's so much guilt. There's mm -hmm. so much pain tramped on that. When we're called to be set free, we're called to walk in freedom. It doesn't mean that we're not going to fall down. But when we fall down, that we're going to rise up again. That we're going to help our brother because we've experienced that and don't want him to experience what we've experienced. So that tomorrow's future, that generation, can be set at a whole new level. Right. And if they happen to go ahead and experience it, you're able to be there too. And comfort. Exactly. Yeah. And say, I know exactly what you're going through. Yeah. And, and that makes somebody feel like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm not the only one. Right. And, and I think a lot of times people feel like they are the only one. Well, that's what the enemy this. wants. Exactly. He wants to isolate oh, you. Oh, he's so good at that. Yeah. He really is. And that's why it's so very important to be in the Word, yep. understand and know the Word, because he's so very crafty. <laughs> yeah. And people are so good at taking one Word and changing and it. And twerse, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and making it very believable, and boom, you're off on that path. Yeah. So, yeah, you got, you've got to really stay in the mm -hmm. Word, focus on Him for everything. And be open. Yep. Be open with each other about mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. Too many people are so walled up and guarded thinking they can carry it in their own strength, but we were never called no. to. Oh, heavens no. We were called to give it to God, but also just recognizing that, hey, that person might have what you need. God uses people because He created us and He loves us. And so He wants your freedom to mostly come through another person. We have not because we ask not. And it's not always that we need to necessarily ask God, but we need to ask the people God's put in our life. Mm -hmm. And that's a powerful thing that I think we don't really always take advantage of. 
But to get on a lighter note, let's go to some of those fun stories as a kid. Um, I don't know. What was your What was your favorite sport watching me play? Baseball. <laughs> you just didn't have the patience for baseball. It was way too slow. But when you first started playing, you were the catcher. Yeah. And they put you, I don't understand to this day, why you had to wear... The, the, oh, you had the to wear mat. all the you stuff. You had that. You had the, the body. Chest piece, the cup. The legs, the, yeah. <laughs> the legs, and the legs are, the bottom oh part of gosh. the legs covered your whole leg. Yeah. It wasn't just the chin No, because I, I was like a, kind of a, I didn't bloom until I really hit like middle and high school. So I had like these pads yeah, that I looked like a. <laughs> Stay puffed marshmallow <laughs> man, only the little mini one. <laughs> walking around but anyway the you, helmet didn't fit it's no, dragging it's down covering my eyes i'm all like you're just sitting there behind the home plate and then all of a sudden you're in the dirt and you're just going like this with the dirt and the ball's coming and they're just like hello and one time you were so into it that the guy who's the ump just sort of lifted you up behind so that your head would come up but that uh, it, that was great, and you'd be in the outfield as you got a little bit older. You were out there, and it was starting to get dusk, and the fireflies are coming out, and you and I think it was Chris um, Redhead, Chris McCollum. Hi, Chris. Um, y'all were out there chasing the fireflies, and the balls are coming out there, but y'all didn't have a clue till the parents are starting to yell and. I think Andrew was on that team, and Andrew just hauled off to the outfield, grabbed the ball, <laughs> threw the ball, but it went way up <laughs> over the home plate fence. So, anyway, that poor that kid got lucky and scored. But um, yeah, so those are some of my favorite. I loved watching you play the the baseball because you just were not into it. Although you loved dressing up and getting the gear on, but. That I just did there. not have focus. No, and no. watching you guys play with Dad in the big green field, um, football. Yeah. Um, what was it, Zigo? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. And offense, defense. And offense, defense. You, Andrew would just blitz yeah. me. It was an excuse for my brother to just beat the tar out of me. So, like, I'm always on offense. He loved defense. So my dad would just throw or give me the ball, and then I would just get folded by my brother <laughs> yeah so those are fun yeah. and um i guess then you got into the 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 skateboarding and what were your first like thoughts kind of as i got into skating and was like no i want to pursue this because it was so foreign oh yeah oh yeah i mean because we're we're all about ut football and all this stuff and, and here he comes along with skateboarding and I know nothing about skateboarding neither and Mike had a little bit of something and I think the only thing I remembered about skateboarding was being on my brother's little skateboard and riding down on it yeah and that's all I knew and so when you started doing it and I was watching you and you do it for hours no matter how hot cold rainy sunny it was and I as as you were growing into it and I'd watch you watch you'd skate for a while then you'd run inside go up there and you'd watch the videos play them and then you'd go right back out and i realized after a while i was like he's actually studying these moves so he can go out here and do it mm -hmm. and um your passion just grew and grew and grew in that and that was one thing if something came up 
with school or something, I was like, I'm not taking that from him ever mm -hmm. because he's got to have an outlet. That's his outlet. Right. Um, so, and when you would come home and that would be your first thing and I was just like, go for it, buddy. Just <laughs> go for it. And as you got into the contest and stuff, um, yeah, I, you... <laughs> Mama Bear was up there watching you, and yeah. she just—I would get so excited and watch you do it, and I'm just sitting there telling the other kids, "Fall, fall." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Mike, that's so bad, isn't it? <laughs> but um, yeah, and then I'm like, he can do that every time, and look, he fell that time. Why did he fall that time? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but then to see you get on the big stage with Nitro and everything, and Thank you for letting us come around the world with you. I mean, we never would have done the things we've done if it hadn't have been for you and your skating. Yeah. Um, but to see you do that and just to see the pure joy on your face in doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's about. Right. Doing what brings you pure joy. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing better than that. And um, I, I just enjoy that. I enjoy that. It gives me a peace that get hurt you're gonna get hurt it's, it's part, part of, of it. it yeah exactly you make mistakes you get hurt that's that's but it it's still i still have a joy watching you right i, I don't have a fear of it yeah so there's no fear well i think that's something powerful because i know you get asked a lot by other moms and things like that <clears throat> when i go on the big ramps like what do you do I'm like, like do you freak out do you do I, this i know i'm i'm there praying i'm like Lord, you got him, be behind him, help him land this trick. Yeah. I, I seriously <laughs> am. And then when you don't, I'm just like, come on. Come on, get, <laughs> get up there and do it again. Come on, you can do this. And, and I'm, and You're I'm, like Mick in my corner. Yeah. <laughs> get up. You <laughs> and and I just That's get excited it. seeing you fly through the air. And I was like, do that. I yeah. want to do that, and I got you to get me on that ramp. Yeah, and I'm because I saw Travis with Addy, and I'm like, if he can do it, can I do it? Yep. <laughs> so, um, but no, I, I know you're doing what you want, and I know that you can do it, and I know that that is what God had planned for you. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't bother me. Right. I mean, and if you get hurt. Oh, Dad and I've got the drill down. He's going to be the one to run out. I'm going to stay back, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I'm going to be back there praying and hoping everything is well. Right. Um, and when it's time for me to come, yeah, I will come. Right. But um, it, it, it's we've we've dealt with many injuries. Yeah. Um, but we've come through the injuries. Exactly. And I think the injuries that you've had have been they've been hard as far as healing in a way, yeah. but they've been big, good growing experiences 100%. for you. Yeah. Um, and cause I know your faith and yes, God can heal you like that, but there are times when God has to let us go through something so that you can grow and others can watch how you behave through that growth. Right. And um, especially with that knee, I really felt that when you called and mm -hmm. were kind of confused on why yeah. isn't it happening? Why isn't it happening? And I'm just like, you, you got to go through something here. Right. Somebody's watching you. 
Right. You've got to be an example for someone to see how you maintain your strength and your faith in God. Yeah. And, and you did. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think there are many people that you don't even know who saw you go through that. You said, well, wait a minute. Right. If he did that, I think I can do that as well. Right. So. And I think that's, a, that's honestly a word for this season we're in right now as a culture. Like, there's so much fear. There's so much mm-hmm. uncertainty. There's so much unknown right now that everyone's feeling a bit anxious, a bit of confusion, all this different stuff that I was truly going through with my knee. I had no idea if I was going to ever be able to walk again, let alone skate again. Like I knew I would be able to walk, but there's two weeks after your surgery where you physically cannot walk. Mm -hmm. You just can't put weight on that leg. And all these thoughts are running through your head. Is it ever going to be the same? Am I ever going to be able to perform at that level? Am I going to have to hang this thing up? Like all kinds of nonsense. And it's like right now with what we're going through with this whole season of, you know, the the coronavirus it's like are we ever going to be able to have normal life again Mm -hmm. are we ever going to be able to communicate again are we ever going to be able to connect again in a stadium and do these shows do this stuff and that can put a lot of anxiety out there and a lot of fear out there and a lot of uncertainty but ultimately just knowing again like what I had to go through I had to believe and I had to dream and I had to trust that Mm -hmm. it was going to be better than I went in and so that's a word for this season right now that we're going to come out of this thing better and for the believers that are out there we must stand so much harder on faith that those that are living in fear right now can hang on to our faith that they can grab onto our shoulder and be pulled up from where they're at that they can look to us as we're looking to Jesus the author and finisher of our faith and know man If that man's able to still stand after we've been in over a month of quarantine, at first they were probably like, oh yeah, those Christians, those believers, of course they're excited right now. Of course they're this right now. But I think now that they're a month in and that though the winds are blowing, but we are not being shaken, it's just further making them question, wow, they must actually believe what they believe. And I think this is a time right now that's separating those Mm -hmm. that really believe from those who thought they believed. And those who really believe are going to be rewarded, are going to be favored, are going to be coming out on top of this because they dared to believe God even when everything was telling them not to. Even when everything was telling them to throw in the towel, they were willing to stand on faith in that moment and trust that God is who he says he is. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean if something comes up, I'm going to start fearing evil. No, that means I will never fear evil because I'm standing on the rock of faith. And faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see, which is totally counterculture. And to that point right there was when I was a child, and you guys probably thought I was crazy, I truly saw a vision of my life living in California, traveling the world as a professional skateboarder, though I could hardly drop in a ramp and look crazy in my pads that didn't quite fit, in my shoes that didn't quite fit because skate shoes didn't come in that small of a size at the time. So I'm over here looking crazy, Mm -hmm. telling them, hey, film this trick, I'm going to do something. And then my board goes one way, I go the other. But in my head, I already did that trick to now I'm actually doing those tricks at a mm-hmm. professional level. Yes, you are. And you, I remember you would get frustrated with me because I'm on this little Instagram type cute camera. And I'm trying to <laughs> take this picture, Mom. Take this picture. And it wasn't right timing. It wasn't something. like, yeah, like now we got the instant snaps and it was yeah, like a second was delay. I'm like, like, Mommy, you didn't get me at the peak of my air. <laughs> and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like eight feet out. But really, I'm like not even over the coping. So I'm like, why didn't you get me over? Well, yeah. you didn't go over. <laughs> of course, she couldn't tell me that. 
I know I'm going to do that. But, um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, there is a lot of fear out there, but we have our light, and, and we can be that beacon for people that see us walking through their darkness, and yep. we've got that light. And so they can just follow us. Um, and lean on us, and we'll, right. like you said, with our faith, we'll pull them right through. Exactly. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's no reason to be, be afraid. And, and if you are, you're letting that crafty little enemy get in that brain and tell you, no, that's not right. This You've is, already been decepted, yeah. and that's again back to that. If you can't be true to yourself, you can't be true to anybody. So, really, look to the truth out there. Mm-hmm. The word says that we shall know the truth, and the truth is what's going to make us free. Yeah. There was something you said, too. You were talking about we stand on the rock. Mm-hmm. That was just my memory verse a couple of weeks back. And I was talking with um, my, my friend about it and because that was their memory verse. And what caught me was the word the. Mm. It wasn't that the man built his house on a rock. It was the, the rock. rock. Yep. It was the rock. Yep. So you can build it on a rock. But it, it gonna, it's not going to hold you either. Right. You have to be on the rock, and he will hold you up. Yeah. Um, so that, and, and then when it went on to talk about building it on sand, mm-hmm. it didn't say the or a. It just said he built his house on sand. Right. So it's not, it's no emphatic thing yeah. there either. It's just plain old Well, that's sand, the funny thing, I right, is that. like, well, because sand, too. I like the rock, but I also like sand because it doesn't say a sand or the sand or mm-hmm. anything. Because sand, there's billions yeah, of grains. Exactly. There's billions of choices we can make to build our life upon. But there's one that will allow us to be steadfast. There's one that will mm-hmm. allow us to be strong. Right. And that's where the word is just so powerful in that it's in his strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. Because we are weak. Yes. And I think the quicker we can own our weaknesses and verbalize them and let them be known, the further we can rely on his strength to pull us through that valley that we're going through. The quicker we can get that awareness Mm -hmm. of, I can't do it, and be okay with that. But again, it's with God that all things are possible. And it's not trying to do things for God, but with God. And that's what struck me a couple months ago. And I still have written on my desk because I'm just trying to get that as deep into my spirit as I can. That I'll literally Mm -hmm. read that thing a hundred times a day. Not out of obligation, but out of I've got to get this revelation from my head into my heart Mm -hmm. that with God all things are possible. So I'm not trying to do these things for him, but I'm just going to do life with him. And in that place, all things are possible where he'll do exceedingly abundantly beyond what I could have asked or imagined being mm-hmm. that little kid with a dream and a half pipe to now having yeah. half pipes and yeah. traveling the world, the world and doing all these things. And exactly. Yeah. And so it's just really trusting God in that word, which is harder, honestly, than doing things to try and get to God. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't want to go here today, but I'm going to go here. Today. Let's do it. We're going. Um, I, uh, today is the anniversary of mom. Oh, you know come that. <laughs> yeah. Of me losing my sweet, beautiful mom. Yeah. But I'm not sad about. I mean, well, I miss her. Yeah. I miss the smile. I miss that hug. Yeah. That she had for me. But I know through her faith that she had, and she exemplified for me growing up that she's she's on those streets of gold. Right. But. When I look back over the whole progression of 
me getting ready to lose her, I can just see God's hand in it. Yeah. All over it and how he really looked after me and prepared me for that day. Yeah. Um, because mom and I were extremely close. Yeah. And he started almost 29 years ago by moving me from that house yeah. with the pink and blue carpet to Augusta. Wow. To help separate me from my mom. Yeah. To show me I can be on my own. Right. But yet she's still there. She's still there. So, and all the other moves and through everything, and then the, the months just leading up to her death, he took good care of me. Um, he gave me a piece about it. I got the piece by being in, my, in the word. Um, he gave me a beautiful word out of the Beatitudes, blessed are the, those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And that was probably two, three months prior to her death. But I read that and clung to that, <laughs> that verse with all my heart. Because there is nothing better for me to be comforted than my Lord. Yeah. I mean, there is nothing better. I mean, yeah, I loved having you guys come and hug me and Mike coming and hugging me and loving on me. But knowing that I had him wrapped around me yeah. just is what gave me that strength and courage to move forward. Because it was on a different realm. This right yeah. here is physical. It's temporal. Exactly. But you had that spiritual eternal comfort. Yeah, I did. And so when the time came, um, I was able to step up and do some things and become the matriarch of our family now. Mm -hmm. And I don't think if, if I hadn't have taken all those steps years ago to grow and be independent and get myself it. in line with him, mm -hmm. that I would be able to do the things that I did. Yeah. Um, because that's not that's not my nature. I'm, I'm, I've never really been one to take a lead on anything. So right. When that time came and we, I gathered the family around her because I knew it was so important for her to have her family because that was that was mom. So we gathered all the grandkids, kids. We were all there around her bed, and I think we've tried to Facetime you and Andrew in. Yeah. Um, and each of us just prayed for her. And yeah. during that time. I know she heard us because she had a tear come down. Wow. And after that, her day got the, what everybody left and calm. And she had her song. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was something I'm going to fly to Jesus. And at that very moment, her spirit left her. Wow. And her little eyes, of course, they're always open, but hers were just this wide-eyed, and I'm like, she had to have seen him right before she left their body. Right. And because mom just, that was mom. She just loved her God, and she trusted on him like nothing I've ever seen. And I'm like, if she does that, she's taught me to do that, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do that for my kids. Yeah. So, um... That's a legacy to her. And going back to when my dad passed, I saw his spirit leave. Wow. I literally saw his little, he twitched. And it was like, when he twitched, it was like the spirit just rose right up. And wow. I knew then I had a peace when he left too. Right. So I knew through him that he was with his father too. So it just, 
I have such a peace about death. It does not bother me mm -hmm. because I know that once you're with him and have that relationship yep. with him, you've got eternal life forever. Amen. There is nothing more exciting than that. Wow. And that's why I don't fear this time. Because if I happen to get sick, I'll get sick. And if I happen to have my life taken, I know where I'm going. And right. I can't, I mean, I'm smiling. <laughs> yeah, you are. I can't, you know, I can't, you can't get more You can't help it. That. And, and that's the beauty in it. And it truly is because there's just... We, we don't know what tomorrow may bring. No. We don't know. We don't have an idea of it. And the word says a thousand days is with the Lord is one day and one day is a thousand years. And it's mm -hmm. like, we don't even have that in our life. I mean, what's the average lifespan right now? Like 80 years? I, I think it's guess. even less than that. And it's yeah. like, if we're honest with ourselves, it's like, we can't control that. But what we can control is what we do with the time here. Yeah. And if we make the most out of that time, that's when we're going to make the most out of our life. Whether if that's how many years was your mother alive? 89. 89. Or, you know, whatever that looks like for you in your season and in your journey, because life is such a journey and everyone's on their own path. But ultimately, if we can get on the path that God has laid out for us, that's when we're going to feel the most peace. We're going to feel the most freedom and we're going to experience the absolute best life because that's exactly what God created us to do. And I think the biggest thing in that and with what you've shown me, with what Grand showed me, with what dad showed me and with what family showed me is that the fact that what we have is so rare mm -hmm. that we need to do these recordings, yeah. that we need to share this with people. And if you're a son out there that's far away from your mother, give her a call. I know it's after Mother's Day, but every day you need to look to her to honor her. And it's not saying you have to be on the phone every day because there's times that what? We call. We miss. <laughs> we miss. But when we have a conversation, it's like, Oh, yeah. I want to be on that conversation with mm -hmm. my mom. So whatever I was doing, if I have the opportunity, and, and t again, time is something you make, not something you have. So I'm going to make the time and schedule that time. All right, I'm going to be on the phone with my mom right now because that's what she needs. That's mm -hmm. what I need if I'm honest with myself. And then that you're in that moment, and then you build that relationship from mm -hmm. that. We have the opportunity to be more connected than ever, but we're more disconnected as a society. And I think, if anything, this video can encourage you is just get connected with your family. And if you're far from your family, reach out to them. Yeah, yes, most definitely. And do a study with them. Yeah. That, that was great. That was great that for was us. So we did the Bible awesome. in one year. That mm -hmm. was so much fun because I'm on a different or earlier time zone. And I'd be reading something and it would just hit me and I'd get so excited and I'd text him about it and wait for his response <laughs> till he got up and read it. And it was just like, he called me back or he texted me back. So it was kind of neat to know yeah. if he what he got from what I got. And it, it, it was just fun to share that and know that and just experience experience God's word with him. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that was fun and I need to do that with Andrew. There you go. I want to do that with Andrew. Do a study with him and experience something fun with him and Absolutely. encouraging. So because well, when again when you're thinking on the eternal things and you bring a connection with someone that's here in the temporal, it just brings that connection because we know we're gonna be connected deeper into eternity. Mm -hmm through what we're doing here in this time. But right, exactly. If you could encourage the people with one final word, what would that be? Uh, mine is just to, 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 to love people. Just be open to them, um, open your door to people, love on them and feed them. And you can feed them through the word or you can even feed them with wrecked food. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, just, just love them. Um, that's kind of sort of a southern thing with the 
drinks yeah. and food, which reminds me of mom. She always had that for everybody. But just just bring people into your house and love on them because there ain't a lot of love out there here in this world. Um, people are just so about themselves and we need other people to be out there and accept them for who they are and love them. No agenda. No agenda. Just giving. Just give it. Just yep. give what you've got and you've received to someone else. Mm -hmm. so. And if you haven't received, you can't give what you don't have. So just look to the only one that can give love because he is love. Mm -hmm. He definitely is love. So. Yeah. All right. Well, hope this encourages you. This is the longest one we've ever done. And I think that's incredible because <laughs> you've just got so much wisdom in there. Um, Thanks. <laughs> but we appreciate all your support and encouragement. Yeah. Stay blessed. Happy Monday. Woo! Yes! <laughs> you did it. You did the you. <laughs> Wow. Wow.